Yellow, welcome back to another episode of Censored News. Thanks for joining us again on this Tuesday night. Uh, Trey here. We have Joe coming up here in just a couple minutes uh, to take us through our breaking rapid news. Um, we like to start every episode with the vision of Censored News, which if you have listened to us before, you are quite familiar. If you're new, you're in for a treat. The vision of Censored News is to educate, equip, and mobilize we, the people. Me and Joe spend all week sifting through to find the most censored news to get to you. Mainstream media, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, all these left-wing biased news, they don't want us to know the truth. They have teamed up with the swamp, the establishment, big tech, uh, big pharma, whatever, and anybody, to WEF, the world, the UN, they've all teamed up to censor the people, not just here in America, but all around the world. And so our goal of this podcast is to bring you the most censored news we can find to help educate you, equip you, help mobilize you because we can't save America, but it takes all of us together. So let's, uh, we got a very, very, very packed episode tonight. We got Davos going on. Um, over there, we got Biden, more more crap coming out of Biden, and uh, the media is actually reporting on it kind of weird, uh, but we'll tee that up in here in a bit. Um, but we're going to shoot it over to Joe. He, like I said, has gone through to find the most censored news week he can find. Uh, it's breaking, it's censored, and guess what? It's rapid. Joe, take it away. Thank you, and welcome, you guys, to the rapid news of this episode. We are at January 17th. Starting off this evening is the election integrity. Carrie Lake's election case set to be heard on February 1st. Carrie Lake's election lawsuit against Maricopa County and Democrat opponent Katie Hobbs is on the fast track to potential vindication. This next legal move comes after Lake challenged Hobbs and Maricopa County in a 70-page lawsuit that alleged malicious misconduct in the November 4th election, resulting in thousands of disenfranchised voters and countless reports of malfunctioning voting tabulators. Katie Hobbs released her first budget yesterday, and it's an absolute disaster. In it is taxpayer-funded abortions college tuition for illegal aliens, and it repeals border security funding, dismantles school of choice vouchers. The racist Democrats, Democratic Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee introduces bill to make white people criticizing minorities a federal offense. The bill proposes that a white person who vilifies any non-white person and has their words end up on social media accessible by persons who are predisposed to engaging in any action in furtherance of a white supremacy inspired hate crime would themselves be committing a federal crime. This law, if it were to pass, would be used to squash valid political criticism against any non-white person or group, the Black Lives Matter organization, for example. Because such criticism could leave those levying it liable to federal charges, forgetting that such would be a blatant breach of the First Amendment, it also exposes a wild totalitarian desire by Lee, Lee and those who think like her. 
From January 6th, Kevin McCarthy pledges to release all security footage from the incident on January 6th Capitol riots. McCarthy said in a response to questions about J6 footage, quote, I think the public should see what happened on that day. I watched what Nancy Pelosi did where she politicized it. We're for the first time in history as a speaker, not allowing the minority to appoint to a committee. We watched the, the politicization of this. And I think the American public should actually see what happened instead of a report that's written on political basis. I want to be very thoughtful about it, but yes, I'm engaged to do that. On the vaccines, Twitter allowed America's biggest pharmaceutical companies to spread misinformation that hurt their competitors. According to a new batch of the Twitter files released by Lee Fang, a journalist for The Intercept. In the latest batch of the Twitter files, Fang explains how Twitter censorship was utilized by pharmaceutical giants as a part of their broader strategy to ensure that smaller competitors and companies focused on therapeutics could not damage their extremely profitable coronavirus vaccine business. Moving on to the RNC chair, with the Republican National Committee election approaching, Current chair member Rana McDaniel is resisting calls to participate in a public debate with her main rivals. Two conservative media entities, the John Fredericks Media Network and Real Americans Voice, are set to host a candidate forum on January 25th, live from the Dana Point California Resort, where RNC members will gather to elect their next chair. Both Harmet Dillon and the RNC, both Darmet Harmet Dillon, the RNC committee woman from California, and My Pillow's CEO Mike Lindell will be participating. Gavin Newsom, in a leftist move to appease the people, has signed a law in the state that gives extraordinary policing powers to non-citizens in California. This bill, which takes effect this year, allows non-citizens to become police officers in the state of California. In essence, this new law outsources police work from American citizens to foreigners living in the country. Russian oil. Britain is increasing purchases of Indian oil amid the Western sanctions war with Russia but much of it likely refined from Russian product sold to India at a discount. On the elections of 2022, Hans von Spankowski, a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation and former commissioner on the Federal Elections Commission, has revealed in a new column at the Daily Signal that his organization now has documented 1,412 proven instances of election fraud. The Biden administration has opened an investigation into a Texas school district for banning sexually explicit books that promote gender theory. President Joe Biden's Department of Education Office for Civil Rights is seeking legal precedent saying the failure to represent LGBTQ Characters in school content can constitute discrimination. School districts across the country have been forced by parents 
to remove books deemed sexually explicit or racially divisive in the wake of public schools being exposed as left-wing indoctrination mills. The University of Texas Austin has blocked students from accessing the China-owned app TikTok on its Wi-Fi networks. The move comes after Texas Governor Greg Abbott banned the Chinese app from use on the government devices. Well, that wraps up rapid news for this evening. As Trace said, coming after this short break, he's going to dive into what is happening at Davos and what do they not want you to know. Coming up right after this. Thanks, Joe. Um, that was great. Just to hit on something, um, just to hit on something that Russian oil. Uh, it's funny because if I remember correctly, when Trump was in the UN um, a few years ago, and he warned everybody, he warned all of Europe, he warned the UK, Merkel, the Middle East, he warned the entire world that if some that if not just the US, but these other countries did not become energy independent, they would become more dependent on Russia. And that's exactly what's happening. So once again, once again, Trump, Trump is right. Um, which is it's it's you're glad to see that he's right. He knows what he's talking about, but at the same time, it sucks that he's right because that's not a good thing that that the world is becoming more dependent on Russia. But like we said, Trump warned everybody and they laughed at him. They called him crazy um, and they tried to discredit him out of the UN. And that is, um, th that just shows you the type of leadership we're missing, not just in this country, but uh, around the world. We're missing somebody to stand up and, and speak the truth, right? Uh, but I just wanted to hit on that real quick. Rush Oil, I found that interesting. Um, yeah, that Russia's got got Europe over there by the balls. So, um, cool. So let's just dive into a couple things. We're gonna go into Davos. Davos started uh, yesterday, the sixteenth, I believe, maybe Sunday. I think your fly-in day was Sunday. Everybody started on Monday. Um, today they had <clears throat> several forums. A lot private, a lot not private, but we will get into that in just a second. Right now, I want to just talk about Biden for just a quick second. We had a couple points I want to get into. Um, Biden document uh, scandal. We're calling it a scandal. I don't know what else to call it. Document. Um, classified document. His stolen documents. We're going to get into that. Um, one thing that's very interesting is the White House did come out and they said that there was no visitor logs for anybody going in and out of his Delaware home, which is kind of crazy. Um, uh, that's just kind of crazy. I mean, you were the vice president of the United States. Um, you were running for office, knew you were going to run for president, and you have no visitor logs of who's coming in and out. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. Let me pull up what Trump said. This is what Trump said he truth this the white house just announced that there are no logs or information of any kind on visitors to the wilmington house and flimsy unlocked and unsecure but now very famous garage 
Maybe they are smarter than we think. This is one of the seemingly many places where highly classified documents are stored in a big pile on the damp floor. Mar-a-Lago is a high-secured facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff in our great secret service. I have info on everyone. That just shows you. So the media narrative is, oh, it's not the same. Trump and Biden is not the same. You're right. It's not the same. Biden is exponentially worse, right? Take a, away from the fact that Biden had no declassified power, but Trump had, did have. Just take away that fact and look at him as face value. Trump was working with NARA, right? He had them locked. He had the security cameras on them. He had the Secret Service, his personal security as well. Cameras. They said put another lock. He put another lock. He was cooperating for months at a time, and then they raided his house. Then you go look at Joe Biden. He's had these documents for six going on seven years. Years. He stole these when he left the White House as vice president. When he left that 2017 January, by the way, right before he left the White House, the day before he was in Ukraine. Timelines matter. We'll come back to that. Maybe we'll hit that later. But he was in Ukraine, comes back, steals these documents, and then for seven years, nobody says a single thing about it. Nobody notices, and he has them all over the place, his think tank, his home, and now he has no – they're confirmed. There's no visitor logs. Nobody has any idea who was going in and out of that house. So whenever the media, I mean, if you want to laugh, go watch CNN or Rachel Maddow or uh, Minka. Go watch these people and how they scream all morning. This is not the same. Joe Biden's responsible. He's cooperating. Even if that was true, which he's not cooperating, even if that was true, he's had them for seven years, right? No visitor logs. So nobody knows who's going in and out. And you know what? I think we have a pretty good idea if we dive into, I think, Again, timelines matter. Everything matters. There's no coincidences. The laptop from hell. How does this bring, how does this connect all of this? Well, how about we go through the laptop from hell? How about we find out and through all his emails and his calls and his videos, find out who Hunter was seeing? Because from 2017 to 2018, Hunter Biden was paying $50,000 a month to rent to Biden for the house where those documents were found. So was Hunter living there during this time that he was paying $50,000 $50, a month in rent? In which, by the way, Joe Biden didn't claim on his taxes. He never claimed that. He claimed $0 in rent taken those two years. So he can release all his taxes all he wants. They're, it's all fraud, right? But fifty k in rent to the big guy, that's an easy way to, that's an easy way to get the 10% to the big guy, right? But Hunter was there. This makes the laptop even more relevant than it was before because now we need to know what's on that laptop because what's on that laptop is going to tell us who was in the house and who had access to these stolen, classified, top-secret documents, right? And we already know they are about Ukraine, China, the UK, uh, I think Iran. We already know that's what they are about. That's what they told us they were about. So who knows what they actually are about or what – level you know how deep this actually goes but sketchy situation and every single day it gets worse and worse and worse 
Uh, that's enough about Biden. I'm going to throw up if I talk anymore about him. Stolen president, not a stolen election, not a real president, resident in chief, still in classified documents, top secret, and the media covers for him. It's absolutely disgusting. We don't have a country anymore. Our country is a banana republic. We're dying. Every day, we die a little bit more, right? Uh, but I am going to start this video. Let's just listen to this quick 30-second clip. Uh, this is in Davos, and then we're going to dive into Davos and what's going on at the World Economic Forum. We need to also give dignity to those people who are in the country, and those are the people that I represent. We're talking about 13, 15 million people who are, most of them, Hispanics. I would say 85% who speak my language, look like me, and sound like me that are contributing with the economy of this country, and they live in the shadows. So it's time to seal the border, like she said, put order, let's see who comes in and who doesn't, and then turn around and give dignity. That doesn't mean path to citizenship. That means to include them and make them dignified members of our community. So that was Republican, quote, heavy quote, heavy quote, Republican Maria Salazar as she lectured us. Um, in Davos, she basically said illegal aliens are owed amnesty. So she's in Davos, Switzerland at the WEF, the WEF annual, and she's urging us to accept amnesty for the 11 to 22 million illegal aliens in our country. And uh, just so you kind of get an idea of who she was beside, she was beside Joe Manchin, Christian Sima, um, and other Democrats, right? So, and I'll just say this, if you are a quote unquote Republican and you're at the WEF, you are not a Republican. You need to come out and very clearly say why you're there because the WEF is very, very, it's evil. That is an evil, uh, uh, that is an evil forum going on. Everything top to bottom, who runs it, who puts it together, what goes on, every, all of it is evil. Right. And we'll get into that. But a lot of that's evil. If you, you are not a Republican, you are not a conservative, you are not an American first patriot. If you are there, if you are there, you have already sold out your country in one way or another. But that was just to start it. So you got you got quote unquote a Republican going over there with Democrats begging the world for amnesty. Right. Which why are you doing that? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, does it? None of that makes sense. Um, and then she went on, same lady, Maria, she went on, United States will liberate Europe just like we did in 1945, talking about Ukraine. Like these people are just chills. They're just selling out. They went over there and sold out. Um, absolutely crazy. Uh, and, and let's talk about Ukraine. So so Maria will liberate Europe just like we did in 1945. You get that. So she knows. We, everybody knows McCarthy's in charge. America First is in charge. Ukraine ain't getting another penny. So what did the Democrats and I mean, they're Democrats. They're not even Republicans. What did they do? They go over to Davos and and try and you know round up some support for Ukraine and put pressure on the United States to continue. Sending money while we are at record inflation, while we have veterans dying on the streets, while we have people who can't buy, they can't even afford money, they can't even afford a carton of eggs, right? But they're going over there 
trying to pressure the United States into giving more money to Ukraine, um, to this big manufactured war, right? Uh, Zelensky and his wife, they showed up yesterday and today begging for more money, begging for weapons of mass destruction, uh, begging for tanks, uh, ammo. Uh, so they showed up begging for that. Uh, and so I'll go into this, what I think about Ukraine showing up and begging. Um, last year, if you remember, last year, uh, the WEF put out a video. It was a very, is you know, and they kind of put it under the radar. Not many people, I guess, really paid attention to it. There wasn't really much reporting on it, but it was called Ukraine 2030. Does that sound familiar? Ukraine 2030. Sounds a lot like the Agenda 2030, right? That's because it is. But they've rebranded it. The Great Reset, Agenda 2030. Now it's called Ukraine 2030. And so what it is, is instead of this global mass 2030 agenda, these globalists know that we're rising up. And it's not just in America. Look at what's happening in Brazil, the Middle East. Look what's happening uh, uh, just below us in Mexico uh, and a little bit farther. Look what's happening all across Europe. There are mass awakenings happening, and the globalists are terrified of what's going on. So they've, so they've had to shift their plan. So their plan, Agenda 2030 for mass global, has been shrunk a little bit. Now they are targeting just Ukraine. And my, I'm assuming, this is kind of what I'm gathering, Zelensky sold his country out last year. Sold it out to get all this money laundering. Because we all know Ukraine has been known as the most corrupt country in the world through money laundering. Uh, John Kerry, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Mitt Romney, all of them have kids that work in oil and gas. Biden over in Ukraine, all of them get money from Ukraine. Very corrupt country. No, they were money laundering. Then Russia, Putin comes up and said he's going to liberate the country. Right now, am I saying Putin's a good guy? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is he gets up and says, I'm going to liberate Ukraine from the Nazis that are there and from the corrupt government. And what happens? All of a sudden, the globalists start throwing cash at Zelensky. All of a sudden, they start throwing cash at Zelensky, and then it's announced Ukraine 2030. Okay, well, let's let's see. What is Ukraine 2030? Well, Ukraine 2030, this is what it's going to look like. They're going to have a social and carbon credit system. Drones, facial recognition, movement sensors, mobile phones, mandatory vaccines, rationing of food and energy, patent on seeds and restricted access to heirloom food, uh, abolishment of genders, a ban of alternative medicine and treatments, universal basic income for citizens who comply, right? They're going to be able to control fertility, reproduction, aka depopulation, elimination of cash. That's going to be an all digital. They want to go all digital. They don't want cash. Uh, rationing of energy and other natural resources. Abolishment of private property. You're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy about it. Right? And then the fourth industrial revolution, big tech, AI, digital currencies, etc., Right. What does that sound a lot like? That sounds a lot like Agenda 2030. But see what they did? They got Zelensky. I say this a lot. They got him by the balls. They got him to sell out. He's racking in all this cash. 
right? I mean, the dude's a celebrity. He's he, this dude is is living so, to, for someone to be in the middle of a quote unquote war, a deadly war. He is living his best life. He's flushed with cash. He gets to hang out with celebrities and billionaires all the time. He's being flown all over the world, right? He gets to speak to you to governments, right? He gets to address them. This dude is living his best life. So he sold out Ukraine 2030. They want to go all digital. Uh, the, and th that is their plan for the whole world, FYI, in case you didn't know, Agenda 2030. But they realize there has been such a major pushback the last two or three years. There has been such a major pushback from we the people, not just here, but everywhere, that they no longer. I mean, look at George Soros. He didn't even show up to this thing. He didn't even show up. Uh, but there has been such a huge pushback that they have been pushed into a corner. And the only way they could move forward with this agenda was take it from taking it global to condensing it. Now they are taking advantage of Ukraine. They're taking advantage of the war. And that's where they're pushing Ukraine. And Zelensky just sold his people out. Right. Why do you think so many Ukrainians are leaving the country? They're fleeing the country. Oh, because of war with Russia. That might be part of it. But another part of it is, is look what Zelensky's already doing. He's censoring, right? He's censoring the media. The media can only post, can only say what he approves, right? He's rounding up people who don't want to uh, fight in the war, rounding them up, throwing them in camps, right? Throwing his political enemies in, in, uh, in jail, that's what's going on. And now, of course, the media is not going to tell you this because they want you to think that Zelensky is Winston Churchill, right? They want you to think that Zelensky is a Teddy Roosevelt, right? Oh, George Washington, right? They want you to think that Zelensky's on horseback riding through the city saying the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, right? So you're not going to hear about that. But do you know where you will hear it from? Good old place called Censor News. We'll tell you. And that's what's going on over there. People are leaving. People are leaving that country because of the oppression going on, because Zelensky sold them out. And it's all about control. It's all about control. You go fully digital. You live in a cashless system. The government can take away your assets like that. No property, no problem. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. It's all about control. I mean, why else do they need to control the food supply? Why do they need to force you and tell you what you can eat, what you can't eat? I'll guarantee you everybody over there in Davos this weekend, this week are eating steak, are eating five-star, 10-star, right? Restaurants, food, $100 plates, $200 plates. They're drinking $1,000, $10,000 glass of wine, right? Right? but they want us to eat bugs. They want to control our food system, right? It's all about control. These people are tyrants. I mean, look at Klaus Schwab. He gets up. First thing he says is we are here to master the future. How ominous does that sound? Look at John Kerry. John Kerry got up and said today, uh, he says, we are the elite select. We are the selected elite, Right. He goes, we are the selected elite that's going to usher the world into our agenda. That's what he was saying, right? He's talking about climate change, Ukraine 2030, talking about cashless system, right? Talking about how we need to get rid of planes. 
we need to get rid of fossil fuels, but yet all of them flew in on their private jets, right? All of them flew in on their private jets, but we're the ones that need to go to coal. We're the ones that need to ride bikes everywhere. We can't drive our car, right? But they can hop on private jets. Absolutely crazy, right? It's, it's, it's hypocrisy. They get up there and push this climate change propaganda all week, right? It's climate change hypocrisy. They want to see bugs. Like I said, public transportation, get rid of our cars, right? But they show up on their, they show up on their private jets, right? Look at California. Look at California, California by 2030, 2035. They want to be all electric, right? They want to be all electric, right? Because they, it's all about control. Look what happened whenever, what was a few months ago or back in the summer up in California and other uh, in California, when they had the rolling blackouts, nobody with electric cars could charge their car. Nobody could go anywhere. It is all about control. If they control your source of energy, right? With your cars, with your home, we get rid of fossil fuels. They control us. Oh, you're not complying with the regime. Your power's off, right? You're not going anywhere. You can't charge your car anymore, right? It's all about control. California, I mean, California is just a mess. And by the way, electric vehicles are worse for the environment. Look at those cobalt mines, right? Look at those giant, giant, massive holes. They use child labor, slave labor to do all that, right? It's worse for the environment. California, prime mm -hmm. example of why this climate change propaganda is BS and why it is awful and horrible, not just for the environment, but for the economy and for freedom, right? All right, so we're going to end here for just a second. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Joe. Uh, we're going to get into the jab and some other things. So uh, see you all after the break. Welcome back, everyone. Trey, that was really good. And I want to get into this. And it literally is just like addressing the elephant in the room. And we've known this for a long time, but the American people are starting to realize this as it's literally just like trickling in. Yeah. And once the Democrats figure out a way to leverage it, um, uh, to weaponize it against the Republicans, they will. They'll 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 figure out a way to weaponize it against us. But I just want to read this quick article. A two-year-old child died suddenly after receiving both the COVID vaccine and the annual flu vaccine. According to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, a national early warning um, on this child. So there's something for a two-year-old child, but this is not what we're seeing. Like we are seeing it over and over and over. And it, at first it was like, hey, is it just athletes and people that are in um, high cardio activities? Is mm -hmm. that who it's affecting? And it's not because it's attacking all kinds of people. We just had uh, last week, January 12th, when um, Elvis Presley's daughter died from cardiac arrest. Yep. You know? So there's definitely- it's been a few celebrities- Oh, last few weeks. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, Colorado college tennis player at age 20 dies suddenly in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Cardiac arrest. The um, NFL player that fell. Yeah. In the middle of the DeMar, game. DeMar, DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin. And yep. he survived, which is amazing. Hunter Brown dead at age 21. College football lineman. Mm-hmm. A 17-year-old suddenly dies after suffering cardiac arrest. And so there's definitely something going on with the vaccines. And like I say, we've known it, but it's really coming out. But I want to bring this out. Have we seen, and I think uh, Steve Bannon has touched on this, have we seen a politician yet that has died from cardiac arrest? No, no. It's like, it's like politicians are immune to whatever's going on. They apparently took this and this was my whole thing. I never believed from the get go that politicians were taking the vaccine. Never did. You know, I, I yep. believe it for a second. And now it's kind of just, this is just re reinforcing that idea because you, you're no, we don't have any politicians dying, dropping dead right now. Right. But we have people dropping dead. I mean, look at this. Dad says FEMA tried to bribe him after teen son post vaccine death or Nostar or Nostar. Ernest, sorry, Ramiro said he wanted to do the right thing for his son. So he decided to have 16 year old take the COVID vaccine. Um, after all, Ramirez was told the vaccine was 100% safe. Why not? Five days later, his son died from complications related to an enlarged heart. His son had never had any health issues before. Soon after his death, he gets a call from FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and they asked him to change the cause of death for his son to COVID. They offered to help him financially if he did that. Here, just listen to this guy real quick. Maybe if we'll play. Uh, It's not going to play. We'll get this video. I'll get this video for Thursday. Uh, but anyways, this is that he. This is basically what he says. When the news came out, the media and the government that were there were safe and effective. They told everybody you needed it, get the vaccine for our health and stop the spread. I decided to do the right thing, keep my son safe. Turns out to be the worst decision of my life. Suddenly, my son was dead, and I was planning his funeral. He said the autopsy showed the teenager had mito. Cardius inflation of the heart muscle. Where have we heard that from? About a dozen times just this week. Seven months later, after FEMA contacted me and asked me to change the cause of death of my son to COVID so that they could help me financially, I told them I would never do that. I would definitely never disrespect my son that way. Um, That was so that was 2021. And at the time, there was 226 cases of mitocardius or pericardius that had been reported in vaccinated people under the age of 30. Right. So that was just so those people that have been vaccinated at that time. And that was in June. So that was only a couple months into. And now we're in the tens of thousands people dropping dead. Left and right, it seems like every other day. I mean, it seems like every day there's more people dying. Yep. Yep. No, it's crazy. In Alberta, Canada, the number one cause of deaths is unknown. They won't address it. But the number one cause of deaths right now in Alberta, Canada is unknown. And so there's there's definitely uh, something with the politicians. And even going back to when Gavin Newsom, you know, when they saw the famous photo of when they're sitting around the table eating Mm -hmm. during all the hardcore lockdowns, no one's wearing a mask. Yep. They knew 
that this thing is not harmful, that Corona is not harmful. And so knowing that guaranteed all these politicians are going, well, heck no, I'm not getting a vaccine that has only been tested in the most rapid of ways and not fully run through its processing. Um, mm. And they're getting their, you know, everyone's getting their photos and everything, but some, you know, something's made up, you know, that the need, the needles in the arm, but um, it's not actually in the arm, take the photo and then get out of there, you know, put a little yeah. band. So look at this. This is interesting. Um, this is so a new scientific study published in the journal. Clinical research in cardiology has confirmed that at least 20% of people who quote unquote died suddenly after getting vaccinated for COVID develop mitocardius before their passing. Despite the official government claim being that mitocardius is a rare occurrence post-injection. So, so they said it's rare, but because, but despite that, one in five fully jabbed people who are now dead develop the inflammatory heart condition prior to kicking the bucket, right? So one in five, and that's just that we know. So apparently one in five people that are dying that have been vaccinated have mitocardius. That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. just one study. Yeah. I mean, look at this. I mean, there's studies. I mean, if you haven't seen that movie died suddenly, go watch died suddenly. Look now the CDC, let's see what the CDC saying. This wasn't, this hasn't been updated since September. Um, right. Uh, mitocardius inpatients. So look at this, even the CDC, they're, they're admitting it quietly. Mitocardius inpatient encounters were 42% higher, right, in 2021 than they were in 2020. 42% higher post-jab from pre-jab, right? And so that's straight from the CDC. Um, I'm just kind of sifting through here real quick. Uh, yeah, 42% higher. Um, of course, they're trying to blame it on COVID, but we know that's not the case. It was the vaccine. Um, absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah, people are dying suddenly. If you haven't watched Died Suddenly, go watch it. Um, and they're not going to tell you about it again. This is called censored news. This is why we're here, right? Look at this, Newsweek. Lisa Marie Presley's sudden death sparks COVID vaccine conspiracy theories. See, now we're conspiracy theorists. We have been. Experts are fueling distrust in vaccines, Wall Street Journal. Um, uh, young people and young and healthy people get benefits and low risk uh, from COVID vaccine despite claims to contrary. Polyfact, far left. People are blaming COVID vaccine for sudden deaths. And here and more. And here's why experts say it's harmful, right? They're going on, they're going on the defense. Should vaccinated people be afraid? Yeah, you should. You really should. No, I'm not going to say that. Don't speak fear. Don't speak fear on yourself, right? <laughs> pray, pray, right? <coughs> yeah. Pray. Uh, right now, let's just pray for a second. This, we are Christians, right? This is censored news, but even like Joe, we got into a couple of scriptures right now, or last week, right? At our core, our foundation is Christ. We mm -hmm. are Christians first, right? We're conservatives, Americans, second, third, fourth, right? But right mm -hmm. now we're talking about this. If you took the vaccine and you're listening to this, do not be afraid. 
right? Speak the blood of Jesus over yourself. You, mm-hmm. Let's just pray. Father God, we just speak the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. over every single person who has taken this vaccine. We we declare your blood over their lives, Father. You are the healer, Lord. We pray that anything in their body that has to do with the vaccine that would cause this in their bodies, that would cause harm to their bodies, that would cause their hearts to inflame, we just ask in your mighty name to rid their body. Lord, purify their bodies from any toxin and poison. We thank you. You are the healer. You are the healer. Jesus, you are the healer. We thank you right now for your healing power over everyone, everyone listening right now. Amen. Just if do not be afraid. And sorry, I just kind of I just had that prompting to do that, but do not be afraid. They're gonna, they're trying to there's two sides of this, right? There's they want you, they there's people that are trying to, there's a difference between letting people know and getting people educated about what's going on and stoking fear, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's a difference between that. We don't want to ever stoke fear. We want to get the information. That's why we educate and equip, right? So we're not here to stoke fear. We're here to educate, right, on what's going on, whether it's negative or not. And then we're going to equip you on how we can get it fixed, how we can salvage and save this country, right, and, and these issues, right? So we're never here to stoke fear right only to educate and equipped right yeah exactly and just know this too that um their agenda in the in the weef the wef the world economic forum is control and part of control is putting fear in you yep so that then you will run to them that's the whole tactic of fear if 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 the guy on the left, if you're afraid on the guy on the left, then you'll run to the guy on the right mm-hmm. or whatever whatever analogy you want. And so that's what they want to put you into. If you don't take this vaccine, you can't go shopping. You can't get groceries. And now they're going to play it the backwards way of because you took this vaccine, you might need X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. You need to make sure none of your decisions are based out of fear. And that goes to anything in life, but especially when it's a politician saying, you need to do this, you need to have a hard stop and go, wait a second, something doesn't sit with me well when they're telling me, if you don't do this, you can't do that. So that's everything in life and especially in the vaccine. And, And more of this is coming out, but we're getting to the point now where you can't deny that the vaccine is causing mm-hmm. uh, these cardiac arrests. We're yep. at that point now. It's just people aren't ready to accept it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, as Trey said earlier, it is being censored, mm-hmm. and which I think is more the case. It's being censored because they're making so much money with vaccines and they're still making vaccines. Yeah. If they could, <coughs> excuse me, if they could shut the world down again and try to get everyone to take one more booster, they would because they make so much money off of yep. it. And here's the Verus U.S. latest numbers. So Verus is so these are the numbers, only the numbers that were actually um, reported to Verus, right? About vaccine, so vaccine deaths. So it hasn't this hasn't been updated since October 2022. 
but as of October 2022, the 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 various deaths, right? Um, the deaths associated with the vaccine was at 31,000. Adverse reactions, again, as of October 2022, was 1.4 million, right? And that was in the U.S. Um, in the EU, as of July 2020, the EU is not even updating anymore. 46,000 deaths and 4.6 million adverse reactions. Um, and so these numbers aren't even, they're not even updating them anymore, right? They're trying to, they're censoring these numbers. Uh, oh, look, here we go. Uh, so through, oh, wait, this is just for January. Sorry, hold on. Uh, okay, yeah. So just in so in 2022, there was a total of 33,000 deaths associated with the vaccine. We are a few days into January. We're about half a month into January, and we are aver and we are over 8,000. So over just hit over Crazy. eight thousand deaths in January, um, hundred eighty eight thousand hospitalizations in twenty twenty two, hundred forty three thousand urgent cares having to do with the vaccine in twenty. And these are just the ones that are actually reported. You know, there are probably hundreds of thousands that aren't even being reported because doctors are incentivized not to report stuff like this. Right. Um, yeah. Well, we just saw one instance there where his son, his son died from the, from the shot five days later and he was contacted by FEMA immediately yep. saying, Hey, we'll, we'll help you financially. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can tell your friends and family, and social media that it was he died to COVID. Yeah. And so that's one case out of thousands. Um, trust me, people are being paid to to say elsewise. Also, hospitals, mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me, are being paid to label it a COVID death. Yeah. Because they get money. Mm-hmm. It's a money scheme. Yep. And an overwhelmingly amount of the people that are dying were vaccinated with Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine. Um, that, that was over 85% of all deaths. They were uh, Pfizer vaccine and then modern Janssen and then Novavax. Um, right. A lot of people, 12 to 25, 25 to 51. Those are the most age groups being effective, which is crazy. You should not be, uh, you, you, I mean, that's crazy. You shouldn't be that young dying from myocarditis, right? Dying from heart problems, right? Our bodies are not meant, our bodies are built to have a strong heart to last, right? You shouldn't be dying from heart. Pro if you're dying from heart problems, you're either vaccinated or, I mean, it's the food, what you're eating, lack of exercise, things like that, right? They're they're intentionally poisoning our bodies in more that way than one. Why do you think they got body positivity, right? They're trying to make us fat, right? Um, it's all about control. Again, it all goes back to what I was talking about, all about control. They want to control it. It's easier to control fat, sick people than it is healthy, strong people, right? 
Um, cool. All right. So great, great conversation. I always love this segment when me and Joe get to talk um, and just talk things through. But we're going to go to a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to hit us up with some education. We're going to go into, uh, we're going to continue our series on local government positions um, and why they're important. So uh, we'll see you in just a couple seconds. And here we are hitting the education piece of this episode, which is the final segment. And this is the part that really helps you get out there with the information you have so that you can make the right decision when you get to the polls. Starting off is on state government judges. Judges have an incredible power in interpreting and applying the law and in critical decisions in the criminal legal system. Such an accepting plea bargains, sentencing, setting bail, and determining pretrial incarceration. In most states, the Supreme Court is the state's highest level of court, and their decisions are binding and final on matters involving state laws. The Superintendent of Education sometimes called the superintendent of public instruction or education commissioner. The state superintendent leads the state board of education and has the power to approve or disprove school budgets, resources, educational programming, and curriculum. This is a crucial part in a school and what they're going to spend their money on. If it'll be CRT, if it'll be um, non-CST, CRT, this is where they disperse their funding, the superintendent of education. Superseding decisions made by local district school boards, the state board of education determines and regulates the curriculum of all school and establishes standards for assessments. They also are responsible for the accreditation and licensing of teachers across the state. In many states, the State Board of Education crucially appoints the textbook review panels that determine what students are taught and what teachers are allowed to teach. Trey, why don't you take the next two? Yeah, for sure. Um, and just to lightly touch superintendent of, superintendent of Education, that the buck stops with them. If your child's being indoctrinated, they're the ones who have the, they have the power to stop it. You know, they're the ones with the power to stop the indoctrination. They can withhold funding. They, you know, they're the, we have all these bad teachers all across the country, right? Indoctrination teachers. And it's because of this. It's because of these people right here that are getting elected. Woke, far left people, they're lowering the standards, right? They're lowering the bar, right? And this is, that's, that's how we're in, that's how we're in this educational crisis in America because of these people right here. This is why it's so important to know who you're voting for. So secretary of state, um, secretary of state runs elections, right? In a majority of the states, the elected secretary of state is the chief election official. The secretary of state is responsible for maintaining official election results and administering elections. They also work in conjunction with local election officials to provide training, maintain the voter registration database, 
and offer guidance. The Secretary of State is also responsible for certifying the state's election results. We saw how important this was in Arizona. Katie Hobbs ran a botched election. She was the Secretary of State. She botched her own election when she was running for governor, botched it, rigged it, made it so messy and chaotic, right? She could win. And she certified her own election, which should be illegal. She should have been able to recruit herself, recruit herself, but she didn't. She ran her own. This is why it's important to have your secretary of state, to know who the secretary of state is, to have them in election integrity, to have them publicly uh, state that, to have a clear outline of how they're going to make our elections safe, right? We saw how important this was in Arizona. Like I said, Katie Hobbs, corrupt. Um, attorney general in most states, the attorney general is the top legal advisor and law enforcement official in the state government. In most states, the attorney general is elected. They represent the state and state agencies in legal disputes and provide legal advice to state agencies and the legislator. The attorney general often has significant influence over the state's laws and its enforcement agencies. The attorney general often works with state legislators to propose and develop legislation and policies. They often work with federal agencies or local law enforcement on larger investigation. In many states, the attorney general can step in and intervene if they can prove that a local district attorney did not pursue a case they should have. The attorney general also represents the state when it is sued and can represent state agencies it's very important to know who your attorney general is right to make sure they are legit i mean look what look what we have we have i mean go back to hunter biden joe biden they could have been prosecuted in their home states right by their attorney general the state and the fbi have had the laptop from hell the attorney general had all the power in that state to prosecute the crimes that are proven on the laptop that happened in his state and they refused to right Attorney generals are important, right? They are important. They, if, if your attorney general is corrupt, then the swamp is protected. End of story. The, the attorney general is either going to protect the swamp or they're going to be the first ones taking it head on. Look at Ken Paxson here in Texas, right? Great. He's suing the Biden administration, stopping the Biden administration at every single turn. Is he perfect? No, but is he getting the job done? Yes, he's fighting the swamp and he's doing what needs to get done, right? And we need more of those, right? Look at Florida. Ron DeSantis is attorney general doing the same thing, stopping Biden at every turn, right? Stopping the far left at every turn they can, right? They're actually over in Florida. They're actually prosecuting election fraud. Wow. What a concept. What a concept, right? Um, so that's why it's important to know who your elected officials are and to know who you're actually voting for. These, these things are important, right? If we're going to motivate you to do anything right now, it's get to know who's running. Do your research. Do your thorough research, right? Don't just vote for somebody because they say they're a Republican and they seem like they have the most support. No, go find the person that's America first, find the person, find that MAGA person, right? That person who's going to stand up to the swamp, right? That person who's going to, who's going to help our elections get back on track. Who's going to help our, get our border under control, right? Who's going to help inflation. Who's going to help fight inflation, right? Get these things. People who are going to stand up against China, TikTok, Russia, Ukraine, right? DC, 
find those people. And even if they aren't the quote unquote most popular right now, volunteer, campaign with them, campaign for them, right? Knock doors for them, right? There's no excuse. Do your due diligence, right? Do your do your research and find out who these people are. So cool. That wraps up another episode of Censored News. This has been great. Thank you guys for joining. If you liked us, like us, share us, listen to us, share us with your family, with your friends, right? Like I said, we spend all week sifting through all the media to find you the most censored news. And so until Thursday, I've been Joe. I mean, I've been Trey. He's been Joe. (laughs) Uh, And we'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks, guys.